0: with my busy life i use shipped same day delivery to keep up when i need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered i know my personal shopper amber will come through and if it's not on the shelf
1: she asks them to check the back shipped delight in every delivery learn more at shipped.com
0: when it comes to listing your home for sale everyone and their mom has advice
1: oh honey who's gonna want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac
0: Of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. And what a week, America. What a week. This week's program is brought to you by Warby Parker. Get a free five-day in-home try-on at warbyparkertrial.com. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. I mean, I'm watching this impeachment. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm a little burnt out by it. Watched a lot of it, thought that Adam Schiff and the Democratic House managers made excellent cases. I've been watching the president's case. I guess you'll call it a case. They really don't want to have witnesses, and uh, John Bolton's making it harder on them. Let's start the show.
1: We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal
2: opportunity.
0: You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time. Not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the ballot, not the bullet. And a secret pursuit. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizen live or labor under
1: conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth
0: Man, I don't know if you're watching this, America. Let me summarize. The president abused his power, and his defense team is talking about process. They're talking about how the Democrats in the House didn't authorize impeachment correctly, and they should have subpoenaed witnesses, and now we're not going to get witnesses. And John Bolton's book has been leaked, and everybody wants John Bolton. You've got Ken Starr. I mean, guys. You know, if you didn't think Republicans were hypocrites before, let me give you Kenneth Starr as example A of hypocrisy in the Republican Party and the conservative movement in America. Ken Starr took to the Senate floor on Monday to defend President Trump, and his argument was impeachment is bad for America. Ken Starr, a man who impeached Bill Clinton over lying... About an extramarital affair. Now we don't have to get into the whole extramarital affair thing. I did that last week. Whether that's good or bad. It's bad. But for Ken Starr. The man who started his investigation over a real estate deal in Arkansas. And spent two years investigating this president. Spent millions of dollars. And ultimately impeached him. Over a a lie. Okay granted he, he perjured himself. I got it. But it wasn't a crime against the state. It wasn't an abuse of his power. But. charged him with abuse of power, right? The House Republicans in the 90s charged Bill Clinton with abuse of power. Now Ken Starr, Alan Dershowitz are arguing that abuse of power is not grounds to impeach a president. These people are they're hypocrites. I mean, they would be nothing if they weren't hypocrites. That is who they are. That is what that party has become. I, I mean, they could have picked any other person in America. I'm sorry. that This is the thing that's getting to me. You could have gotten any lawyer, any conservative lawyer in America could have gotten up there and made the impeachment is bad for America argument. For you, Mr. President, to use... I mean, it is it is bewildering to me that this is the way they went. I mean, I mean, I I look, I'm I'm a little I'm a little goofy here, man. I've been watching uh, I've been watching TV uh, for five days. I've been watching uh, these impeachment hearings almost nonstop. And um, look, there's a lot to talk about. Let's just start with John Bolton's book. Now, Republicans are going to want to say that Democrats somehow leaked that memo and leaked the chapter of his book that was sent to the White House for editing. Not editing, but, you know, the White House has to determine whether or not things should be classified in that book or not. You know, John Bolton was uh, the National Security Advisor, and and this is regular procedure. You would send your book to the White House for review for that purposes. The fact that this chapter— Dealing with the president's crime in withholding aid from Ukraine, which John Bolton clearly says in this book, if this book is true, which we believe it is, there's been nothing to say it's not. John Bolton's tweeting on Monday about things other than the book. You would think he would say, no, it's a lie. He, he hasn't because it's not. This book and the cover letter from John Bolton's uh, attorney were leaked. And i my money's on somebody inside the White House leaked that. I don't think... Bolton's publisher leaked it. I don't think Bolton leaked it. I think somebody inside the White House leaked it. Now, you're going to be listening to this podcast on Tuesday or later in the week. So, by the time you hear this, if you're, you know, if you're one of the people I get a lot of downloads over the weekend, people you know want to go running or whatever, they take my podcast with you and I really appreciate it. We another great week. Uh, another week where we've You know, outpaced expectations, keep it up, tell a friend, tweet about it, say nice things about it. I really appreciate it. But if you're listening to this on, you know, Sunday during your, you know, Sunday run, um, you know, if the Senate voted for witnesses or not. I think that they have no choice now but to, but never underestimate Susan Collins of Maine's ability to disappoint. But now you've got other people, you know, weighing in. Even people like Toomey from uh, Pennsylvania, you know, he's floating this witness deal. First of all, don't get bogged down on a witness deal. The Republicans don't need a deal with Democrats to call witnesses. The Republicans can call Hunter Biden or Joe Biden all by themselves. They can make a motion on the floor of the Senate and call those people. By themselves. You need 51 votes. They have 53 votes. They do not need Chuck Schumer or any other Democrats approval to call Hunter or Joe Biden. What they want is cover from the president who will lose his mind when they call John Bolton and Lev Parnas and maybe even Mick Mulvaney. Now, I don't think the Democrats have to make any deal at all at this point to get John Bolton. That's going to have to happen. And if it doesn't happen, there's going to be hell to pay with the public. I'm sorry, there is. And I'm not saying anybody's head's going to be on a pike. I'm not the president. That's not how I roll. But I am saying the public's going to say, hey, what's your problem? Because look, forget about it. He's going to go on 60 Minutes if he doesn't go to the Senate. And the book's going to come out in March. And what are you going to say? Oh, uh, we didn't know. Uh, We didn't know. Well, well, the, the manuscript's been leaked by Somebody who works for the president, who knows the president shouldn't be in office anymore. That's my theory. I know, look, I'm going to get a lot of people, you know, texting at me. Oh, how could you say that about the president? Uh, It's my theory. My theory is that it's somebody inside the White House. The call is coming from inside the House. The call is coming from inside the White House. There are people who see this man at work every single day and know he must be stopped. And there are people inside the White House who are trying to stop him. And, you know, the Republicans are going to try to say, bring us the whistleblower. We don't need the whistleblower. We Everything that was in the whistleblower's complaint has been backed up by other people now. All you want the whistleblower for is to destroy that person's character with the public. You want vengeance from that person. And that's not what our justice system is about. Oh, bring us Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden went on 60 Minutes. I haven't seen John Bolton on 60 Minutes. He made his. He, he told his tale. And by the way, Hunter Biden has nothing to do with the president withholding aid from Ukraine in an effort to influence the 2016 election to get some dirt on his political opponent. Let's be very, very clear about that. He has nothing to do with it. Yeah, bad luck. You know, taking this job, bad luck. By the way, Republicans should be careful what they they wish for. Hunter Biden will not be as bad of a witness as they think he will be. Hunter Biden would perform actually better. The expectations are so low for the guy. He's been told he's been he's been referenced as a near do well for the last year. Republicans have been calling him a near do well. You know, somebody who, you know, couldn't hold a job. And now when he comes out there, you know, the Yale educated lawyer that he is, and he's speaking in complete sentences before the American people, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna look that bad. John Bolton who is a conservative icon who, as I have said to you before on the show, I know. I don't know him well, but I know him. Been on TV with him many times, including a show called Red, Hot, Red Eye, which I did with him, uh, I think, twice. And on Red Eye, you kind of hang out. It's like a long, you know, you, you're, you're in the green room for a while, and then you're on set for an hour, and then you kind of mull around after the show. It was kind of like a big party. It's gone now, that show. They took that show away. But I used to do Red Eye with him. So I've, I've been around him. Kind of know him. He could go on TV and, and and make the case and quite frankly Republicans Republicans conservatives know him. He, he he spent the better part of the last decade as a conservative television talking head well respected by conservatives. So remember the rule here. We don't have to convince everyone that Trump is crazy. We don't have to convince everyone that Trump is a a criminal. We only got to convince about 1% to 5% of people who support Trump right now they shouldn't support him anymore. And it's game over. John Bolton, who these people know and respect, calling out his criminal behavior, which he does in the book, by the way, that transcript, the manuscript, I should say, They're calling it the manuscript of of his uh, of his upcoming book makes it very clear that Trump told Bolton, not some secondhand tale, but told Bolton directly that he is withholding the aid, the military aid from Ukraine until they help him investigate Joe and Hunter Biden, his political opponents. He made it very clear that's the crux of the issue. He abused his power. He should be removed. The sheep and cowards in the Senate will not remove him. I am holding out no hope that that will happen. I don't think there'll be 67 votes to remove the man. I don't think that's going to happen at all. But bringing in the ambassador to talk about this in front of the entire nation is going to make for some interesting television and it's going to make it very hard for the president to be reelected and it's going to expose him for who he really is by somebody who is trusted by people on the right now yeah there'll be a lot of trolls on twitter and you know the the jim jordans of the world will start bashing bolton you know, Bolton's been around a lot longer than Jim Jordan has. He's got a lot more friends than Jim Jordan does, at least inside the government. They'll make their case. Sean Hannity will go on about how John Bolton's changed or whatever. John, Sean Hannity knows John Bolton. He knows him well. Uh, knows him a lot better than I do. And as I've said before about him, I don't I don't like his politics at all. I don't I, I don't agree with him on foreign policy. I don't think ever. I mean, maybe, you know, we both want to support Israel, things like that but his tactics are let's go to war, right? Let's go to war. I mean, he's a guy who wants to go to war. He wants to he wants to exercise America's force around the world. He wants to use force in all situations. This is a guy who has no problem sending our troops to war. Yet for some reason, he hasn't been able to go to a TV studio and do an interview about his time in the White House. Now, I have said this before. I will say it again. If he is not called by the Senate, he better go do an interview before this trial ends. And frankly, you know, I, I, I made this remark on Twitter on Monday. You know, maybe it's stupid, but, you know, there's a State of the Union on on, the, on Tuesday night. And, you know, this is crazy. My podcast comes out on Tuesday. There's the State of the Union Tuesday. The uh, Iowa caucuses are Monday. I'm going to have to do something next week that's going to be real fresh no matter what happens during those days. But um, the State of the Union is Tuesday night. And maybe if Bolton agrees to read the manuscript, he should give the Democratic response to the State of the Union. And he should tell the president, you know, that he should tell the world what the president told him and show the world who this president is and show that even him, this conservative icon, this man of many mustaches or one mustache, the man of many mustache hairs, can, you know, really, really point out who this man is, who the president is and what he was really doing here in a way that that could break through to conservatives. Because I think that, you know, 51% of Americans in the latest poll want to see this president removed. Only 45 don't want to see him removed. So you got a couple people in between there. He's got a 38% hard reelect number. That's pretty low at this point in your presidency. 38%. He ain't, he ain't doing well. You know, Democrats have the Iowa caucuses on Monday and I'll talk about that in a little while. I'll talk about that with my guest, Janet Johnson, who you may have heard on this program before. I call her my political soul sister. Her and I, See, very eye to eye, when there's a crazy week going on, I sometimes just need Janet as like my comfort food as my guest. So I had Janet in last week and we talked uh, on the radio show and I'm going to play that for you in a few. But I don't know, this is a guy that, this is a guy who has no problem sending our brave troops across the world to fight and God knows where, for God knows what reason, no problem at all with that, but for some reason lacks the courage to go give an interview I want to see an interview out of this guy, you know. If he's concerned about people, you know, who he is. I mean, he is. That is an iconic mustache. So you know, he's got options. That's not a that's not a joke, by the way. You know, I, I know how it gets. I I'm a I'm a pseudo public figure at this point. I get a lot of people coming up. I mean, most people are nice. Some people just want to you know argue. Nobody's ever been that bad, thank God. A lot of people are bad on Twitter. I get it, John. I get it. Read my Twitter feed. You think it's bad for you? Really bad for me. Um, you know, but that's who they are. They, you know, if they saw you in public, they'd want to take a selfie with you. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I am, I am a hundred percent sure. I know this from actually seeing pictures of me with people who have been mean to me on Twitter. I am a hundred percent sure that when they meet you, some of them, not all of them would want to take a selfie with you. Okay. And then they'll tweet that selfie out and say, what a great guy you were. I mean, it's just, it is, I mean, assuming you'll be a great guy to them. I don't know. I'm assuming you're going to be nice to people. It's chaos, John, be kind. It's chaos, be kind. Especially this week, it's chaos. And all this, you know, impeachment's going on with Iowa just sneaking up on us, right? It's its less than a week away now. And um, Bernie Sanders clearly has some momentum in Iowa uh, if you look at the average of polls it's pretty much a dead heat in Iowa between Bernie and Biden and one of them is going to get the claim victory. I mean you know you get the claim victory if you win by one vote. I think Iowa shouldn't matter as much as it does. Uh, you know we're going to talk about that a lot uh, over the next couple of weeks, I guess. I, I don't think it should matter as much. It's 85 percent white. I mean you know it basically has the demographics of the country as the country stood in 18 you know 50. Where it's the year 2020 uh, and and spe- specifically if you're a Democrat, you know it's not really it doesn't really look like the, the the party and neither does New Hampshire for that matter, but at least New Hampshire's an election, right? Iowa's a caucus. people have to take off from work. They're gonna take time, a couple of hours, go to the caucus, sit in a room. It's cold, it's winter. You know, it's not exactly the ideal circumstances for democracy to thrive. Now, I I respect the process. I respect that you have a thing where you have people could convince you to vote. People make speeches and there's some, you know, you got to be really informed to make that decision. And even if you're not informed, you will be informed in that room. However, it is such an outweighed importance in our process right now that, you know, it really... I don't know, it it favors the wealthy who have the time or the college student who have the time. And, you know, the working men and women of this country are sometimes left behind in that process. So this party has to rethink the Iowa caucuses. They have to rethink it. They got to rethink New Hampshire. You know, know, we need urban centers to have a voice in the Democratic Party since that's where most of the vote is. And Iowa's biggest city is under 250,000 people. You know, we need a big city involved in these elections. Uh, You know, it doesn't have to be New York. It doesn't have to be L.A. You know, it it could be Milwaukee, Wisconsin or Cleveland, Ohio. You know, there has to be some other way for us to start this process off that to make, you know, to, to pick our nominee in a way that is going to be more inclusive of more people. And not just limited to these you know, people who could come out on a cold winter night and spend a couple hours in a room, in a gymnasium. You know, I just feel like not democratic enough. Look, a lot of things in this country are not democratic enough. The Senate is not democratic enough. I mean, I, I know I'm rambling here, and my podcast people are like, keep the podcast to under an hour. And I'm trying to keep it under an hour. Um, But I got I to gotta give you a little bit of this thought I've been having about the U.S. Senate. I don't know if I've talked about it to you here, but... I mean, you all know that I worked in the U.S. Senate. That's, that's my claim to fame. I was an aide to Senator Chuck Schumer, the Senate minority leader, who I think does a great job in the Senate. But man, the Senate is the least Democratic of bodies in this world. And, and, and it's become basically the House of Representatives with six-year terms. The founders of this country wanted the Senate to be the cooling saucer of the Republic. It wanted it not to be swayed by the politics of the day. That's why they gave them six-year terms. You know, they, they, you know, so they should, they don't have to worry about the next election cycle. They don't have to worry about the momentary politics that's going on. They were supposed to be deliberative. They were supposed to think about what was in the best long-term interest of the country, not the short term, which was the purview of the house long-term. Now what the Senate is, is the house of representatives with six-year terms and the politics of the day drives it as much, if not more, than in the House of Representatives. and Now we have a president in the United States who's clearly abusing his power. We have a Senate that doesn't even really want to have a trial. They want to just sweep it under the rug. And they don't want to deliberate at all. And if that's the case, why do we even have a Senate? Like, why is Chuck Schumer representing the same amount of people as a senator to in Alaska? I mean Alaska's got 500,000 people. Chuck Schumer's got 500,000 people living in his apartment in Brooklyn. So how do we how do we fix this? I mean there's got to be some way. I mean and I'm not saying I want to get rid of it completely, but it needs to change, right? You can't have two senators from New York and two senators from California and two senators from Montana where there's one member of the house. I propose one senator for every 5 members of the House. And if you don't have a member of the House, you got to join with other states to get a senator because, you know, this is, you know, we have too much minority rule here. We've got too much acreage rule in this country. We see it with the Electoral College. We see it with the Senate. It is not the way to govern. And, and you know, I would all be all for the Senate if senators acted in the way that the founders intended them to act. And some of them do. John McCain did, right? He's a Republican. Didn't always agree with them but he acted deliberatively. He wasn't swayed by a powerful president from his own party who would run a primary against him. He'd survived primaries from the right many times, John McCain, or maybe not many times, but at least once. Now we got people quaking in their boots. We got senators who will never stand on the ballot with with, uh, with uh, Donald Trump who are worried about a mean tweet from Donald Trump. They're worried about a mean tweet. So they won't vote for witnesses. They wouldn't vote to convict if the guy's guilty, which they all know he is. They look, you talk to any one of these senators privately, maybe not any one of them, but most of them, they will tell you what they really think about Donald Trump. And from what I've been told, it is not good. But yet they're afraid of him. They are afraid of his base. They are afraid of being called out by Sean Hannity and others on the right. They're afraid of tweets. They're afraid of Twitter. They're afraid of social media. They're afraid of ads being run against them, even if they're not up for re-election. I mean, some of these guys, I mean, Mitt Romney, I hope Mitt Romney's going to do the right thing. Mitt Romney will never be on the ballot with Donald Trump. Again, Donald, unless Donald Trump declares himself king and says he's going to run for a third term or whatever he's going to do if that happens, God forbid. And by the way, When the Democrats win this election, Bill Maher has suggested time and time again, the president chooses not to leave. We need to take to the streets immediately. The minute he starts saying he's not going to leave, and it it might be on election night, we need to take to the streets. We need to go to Washington. We need to stand outside that White House, and we need to shut this place down if that happens. Our republic is more important than one man. When the president won his election, I was not happy about it, but I wished him well. I tipped my hat, and I prayed for his success. I, I went on television. Look it up. He not once reached out to anyone who did not vote for him, which is why he's going to lose, America. He's going to lose. All right. I got Janet Johnson joining me uh, right after this break. Janet, you guys know Janet. She's great. She's awesome. She's awesome. Uh, you see her on CNN, you've heard her on my show, but before I go to break, I got to talk about Warby Parker. You know, friends of the Chris Han, friends of the aggressive, progressive podcast can get a five day in home. Try on five pairs, five days free. No obligation. When you go to Warby Parker com slash Han, Warby Parker makes these eyeglasses. Look, a lot of us need it. Some of you getting older. I'm getting older. I actually need reading glasses right now. I've actually just sent out for this trial and I'm looking forward to getting my five pairs, which I'll have. And look, it shouldn't cost more than an iPhone to buy eyewear and they should be quality. They should be, they should be made so that they're scratch resistance and, and your prescription should be easy to, to fill. And by the way. You don't know what you're going to look like in those eyewear. You go to the eyeglass store on a Saturday afternoon, you're in your sweatpants, but you need eyeglasses to read while you're at work. Well, isn't it great to get a five-day in-home trial? Five pairs you could try for five days, absolutely free, warbyparkertrial.com slash Han for that special deal. You bring it home. You try them on. You have your friends and family tell you what they think. You, you put on your suit that you go to work in. You put them on or whatever you wear to work. You put them on. You try them out. No big deal. And you know what else is great about this company? For every glasses they buy, for every glass you, pair of glasses you buy from them, they donate a pair of glasses to somebody in need. Could you imagine if you have bad eyesight in America and you're trying to pull yourself up from your bootstraps, but you can't see? You know, you can't you can't read. You want to go to college, but you can't read. This company is doing what it can to bring uh, prescription eyewear to people in need, and that's a great thing. Go to WarbyParkerTrial.com for your five-day, five-pair in-home trial. I'll be right back. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these AstroTurf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. Joining me now, Janet Johnson. If you've listened to my show or my podcast over the last six years, you know that Janet and I are political soulmates. And uh, we see eye-to-eye on a lot of things, even though we've never actually met (laughs) eye-to-eye. How you doing, Janet?
1: I'm well. I'm... uh, What a week, huh? What a week! Surreal, yeah. Um, You watch more of it than I have. I mean, it's been on a lot. I have to say, when Adam shifts on... He has all of my attention. Sometimes. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He's definitely I, the Paul McCartney of that group.
1: Oh my! Well, you know, I like George
0: Harrison
1: <laughs> a lot. So I mean, I don't know, but he's phenomenal. I mean, as a trial lawyer, just his presentation alone is—it's amazing mm. to see. Like the—he's like a surgeon, you know. It's just the—you don't get witnesses. Okay, here's here's my witness. Here's the video. Right. I mean, I was just sort of turning to my husband and saying. I can't kind of wait for the Republicans because I feel like maybe they'll surprise me, but I imagine it will be not the effort that we're seeing from the Democrats.
0: It'll be a lot of pounding the table, a lot of yeah. conspiracy theories about Joe and Hunter Biden. That's I have a feeling that their entire case is going to be Joe and Hunter Biden were criminals. Right, and and they needed to be investigated, and the president was just doing what was in the best interest of the, you know, you're gonna have Doug Collins and 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 you know all these other nuts going right. out there and pounding the table, and they won't try to defend the president's action; they'll try to incriminate other people because they don't have anything to defend. He's horrible.
1: Yeah, and the, there is a little bit of the concern being it, it's you know what they did to Hillary, and just if you say the word emails enough, and her and Hillary Clinton. It has an effect, and sure enough, it did. And so maybe maybe there is something to that theory. If you don't care about getting to the right. truth and you don't care about the Constitution, you know, the word corrupt and the word Hunter Biden or, or Joe Biden, you know, by association, if you put them together enough in a sentence, you know, someone who doesn't pay attention might think, I don't know that much about Joe Biden, although, my gosh, you have right. to know a lot. Yeah. But I heard something about corruption and I heard something about his name, so maybe I won't vote for that guy.
0: Right. Yeah, and hard that's hard why to, I kind of right. like, I want Hunter Biden to testify because, you know, uh, they've made this guy out to be the dumb kid who couldn't get a job. And that's not really who he is, you know? I mean, I mean, unless
1: Georgetown and Yale Law School are graduating idiots. Which, well, uh,
0: I mean, you know, George W. Bush you know. and some other people. Well,
1: but, yeah, but as lawyers, right. you know, there's a difference between your father donating a wing and getting into Yale undergrad. And then, you know, going to Yale law school and excelling. I mean yeah. that that doesn't happen yeah. just by I I, I
0: almost want him to testify just so that the American people could see that he's not this like wayward child. Like this is not right. Billy Carter. This is this <laughs> yeah. is this is a guy who's actually got some substance to him. And and the expectate the Republicans are painting them as such an idiot that the expectations of him is that he's gonna come right. out and be like, Oh, yeah, uh oil yeah. and gas is uh, yeah." Right. I, yeah, I get it. And maybe like he
1: could do a 60 minutes interview and do the same thing. But first of all, they're, they're not having witnesses, but we're going to make an exception for the one guy who is right. not related right. at all. There's nothing wrong. Well, I,
0: I, like I said, I'd make the trade. I know that no, this isn't baseball. You know, I, no, I heard I, my I, former I, I, boss yeah. talking last night after the yeah. hearing. I get it. I agree with him 100 percent, but I'd make the trade. I would trade Hunter Biden for but Ambassador Bolton.
1: You know they'll back out. They wouldn't uh, of do it anyway. But then they they're at, full of it. Look at right?
0: them, though. Then look at them. Just look at just just point it right at them and say, "Here you go. You want to talk about Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden's willing to come in. Ambassador Bolton's willing to come in. How right. about it? Let's have it." And let's see what happens.
1: I I get it. I just, I mean, again, you know, it's, I keep trying to figure out what the lessons were from Hillary and is the lesson that you don't dignify it or that you do dignify it. And I'm not sure. I think the lesson from
0: Hillary Clinton during Benghazi was that she made them look like idiots. And I have a... She did,
1: but she's not, you know, she didn't end up being president. So I don't know, was that, did it work or didn't it work? I,
0: I don't know. I don't know. It's
1: a tough, I mean, I think that the, if the press, you know, you and I have talked about this the last three years. If the press does what they're supposed to do and they hold, they go up to every Republican and say, well, you know, what do you have to say about the merits of this? You know, some of them are reading books. Some of them are giving interviews. And I think Marsha Blackburn, in the middle of the hearings, is out giving interviews to Fox. It's a violation of the rules.
0: Right. Uh, They don't care about the rules. They don't care about the law. They don't care about anything. I mean, Susan Collins, who everybody's hanging their hat on, is complaining about, uh, complaining about... Something that uh, that one of the managers said.
1: That Nadler that said. That Nadler said. She's right. complaining of it. About it. That's,
0: that's what she's complaining right. about. She's complaining no, about that.
1: You and I, I think we're tweeting. I mean, wait till she hears what Donald Trump did.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. really going to be upset. It, it's I, crazy. I, I almost feel like you and I should take a trip to Maine in November and yes. we should finally meet. You and I should finally meet. We should bring yes. our spouses, and we should go knock on doors in Maine. Because I, I, I am like, I am like, this woman's got to go. In my, I don't care how she votes. Uh, honestly, Janet, she could vote to have every witness at this point. I'm done with Susan Collins. I don't care well, about her Hedrick,
1: anymore. Wait, wait, who is it? Uh, who's the woman running against her? Oh, uh, Sarah Gideon.
0: I don't know. A, which, There's a primary, I, from what I understand. Well, I,
1: I, I've donated to Sarah Gideon. If
0: okay. you
1: guys you know, <laughs> might want to do the same, I don't know anything about her, but she's not Susan Collins. That's there you go. That's all I know.
2: There you go. Um, and
1: she seems she seems great. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think uh, these people are going to hurt themselves in the long run. And it's just, it's such a short sighted game because we will live in a time where Donald Trump isn't president. I hope. And, you know, hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. But. All these people who have, you know, Lindsey Graham is not going to look great after all of this. No, he doesn't
0: look great now. He doesn't look great now. I I think that uh, Steve Schmidt said it best a couple weeks ago. uh, He's a pilot fish. And when he attaches himself to somebody virtuous, he he gets those virtues. Now he's attached to somebody without virtue and he's exhibiting the same exact. uh, It's horrible. You know we should you know you know playing on the main thing we should go to northern Maine and knock on doors just in case the election goes the wrong way we could just it's a short walk to Canada <laughs> you
1: can flee over the <laughs> we could just go to Nova Scotia
0: right from there it's
1: beautiful <laughs> And I'm very interested in Newfoundland too, although the, the weather's not great. As a Floridian, I'm not yeah. To
0: I mean, it can't be that much worse than New York in the winter. I mean, it's just a longer winter.
1: I, I grew up in Connecticut. and I always think that, but um, I think it's worse. I think it is bad.
0: It's got to be worse. I mean, it's it's 500 miles north of here. I mean, but it's can't right. be. I mean, how much? Yeah,
1: worse? I think it's worse. But you know, I'll trade that for listen. I'm I'm optimistic still, and I do feel like this week the public is. Supports impeachment and yes, removal. Still. I mean, they're on our side. Right. And if you compare the, you know, I don't know who's watching. I don't know what the ratings are like. But if you compare Adam Schiff to what I think we're going to see, it's there's not going to be a comparison. I mean, Adam Schiff looks like he could be president yeah. right now. And yeah.
0: I think they're, you know. We, Jay Sekulow is going to get up there and yell. Right. Uh, I mean, you know. I and mean, lie. What's Jim I mean, Jordan going to do? Lies. What like Jim Jordan's going to get up there and what's he going to do? Is he gonna? Is he gonna wear his shirt sleeves on the floor of the Senate?
1: <laughs> I was just thinking that while well, he wore his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. I mean, I g- mean and if, again, Jim Jordan needs to be asked. You know, you you can't even monitor what's going on in the locker room at Ohio right, State. You right. Right. How can you? But, but again, the media fall, They have, you know, they fall for the shiny object, and you know, Trump was yesterday or today said Social Security is on the cho- on the chopping and block. Nobody I mean, cared. I mean, Medicare,
0: Medicare, he said, Medicare and social security are both on the chopping blocks. Are you kidding me? That should be the end of him. Like any other president, that would be a 24. That would be, that would be all we'd be talking about right now. I I, look, I, that clip's making it into every presidential campaign commercial, you know, I'm surprised I'm surprised he doesn't have an ad up already. It's crazy. Right.
1: And he, I mean, for whatever it's worth, I mean, he's doing, he's doing, you know, good things i know people were rolling their eyes the idea of bloomberg running but it's it's an effective all right well
0: hold that thing. thought janet because uh, now that i'm on this network clock these uh, segments are shorter but uh, we're going to come back with another segment so hang out right there when i come okay. back with janet we're going to talk a little 2020 because i was a week and a half away crazy 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 all right here's part two with janet Ah, uh, joining me now, though back with me now is Janet Johnson, my political soul sister. How you doing, Janet?
1: I'm doing well. I'm uh, you know a little fatigued, a little overload, but um, <laughs> what a we've been waiting for this for three years. So what's here possible? we are.
0: Yeah. The voting starts in. Well, the voting's actually already started. A couple of the early voting has started already in some of the uh, some of the states that happen after Iowa. But Iowa, the caucuses, the all important caucuses, are less than two weeks away. Um and uh, we're ready to rock here, and, and it looks like the burn is getting a little momentum.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, is Iowa all important, though? Like, are we are we living in a bygone era when it was? I I just don't know that. I feel like South Carolina, I feel like, you know, where right. we'll do well is not going to be necessarily Iowa, but it, it might be enough. You know, maybe I'm in denial. You know, you and I are not... Bernie fans, right. I think it's Fair to say, I'm definitely not.
0: I don't hate um, him, but you know he's not my he's not my my main guy. I'm I'm not endorsing anybody until I I've decided I'm going with whoever whoever wins. Well, <laughs> I
1: I mean, I was a Kamala fan. I loved Kamala,
0: and I made yeah. that very clear. I loved her. I thought she would have been great because I just liked yeah. the way she's she's good with her stiletto. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, she's amazing, amazing, and still I think is you know obviously talked about as a vice presidential you know possibility, yep. although. Val Demings in these hearings has done, from my neck of the woods, from Amanda, yeah. she's acquitted herself very well. Wouldn't
0: be bad and, to have a Floridian on the ballot.
1: Yeah, and she's, you know, a former, she was the sheriff, you know, inc- very, uh, I think she's beautiful. You know, she has that comma, kind of appeal physically, yep. super fiery, you know, great rhetoric, and um, smart as a whip. I mean, she, you know, I uh, Biden, Demings, um, Ticket, I would be perfectly happy with. But, yeah, Bernie is, you know, I mean, if you believe the polls, which who knows, you know, I'm not sure what to believe. He has some momentum. I I think we're starting to see him get vetted much more than in 16. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Biden has been vetted. And, you know, if you're a diehard Democrat, we're watching impeachment. And while, you know, you and I were saying earlier, you could look at this and say, oh, there's this dirt that they're going to be trying to, you know, attach to the Biden. Yep. At the same time, they're willing to commit crime, yeah, to not run again. They him.
0: are going to look. Their only play is to make the Democratic opponent into the devil because they are running with the devil. So but they have to turn. Why
1: demonize Biden this this hard this early? Yeah. Why do they feel? I mean, the threat of Biden is clearly the most. Well, Biden.
0: But he... I think Biden rolls to the presidency if he gets the nomination yeah, i believe so why that
1: nominate him like
0: so why I, I look i mean if you would have to... asked me last week <laughs> it looked like he was going to get the nom- i i've said this before i'll say it again if he wins iowa he's going to be the nominee no matter what if because there's a four way yeah. if there's a four-way split in the first four primaries it's anybody's game and my money's on bloomberg i mean it's, well, it's...
1: He's, yeah i mean he's actually has momentum i mean uh, you know he is what they paint Biden out to be. I mean, he is the neoliberal, you know, he's not, his record's not great. You know, he's good Right. He's, done, he's got know, some he's things his...
0: that are good, some things that are bad. But in right. a general election, I mean, how are you going to call Mike Bloomberg, the seventh richest man on the planet, a socialist? Can't do that, right? Well, that. That's right? true. Well, that's there, a good thing. That. Like, you're going to say yeah. that a guy who could buy and sell. And... I will say this about Bloomberg: his political team is among the smartest people I know. I know well, a lot of people on that that team. I'm sure he.
1: Yeah, they the they best. are.
0: He has hired the best and the brightest, and they will work every cranny of the internet to make this guy president. And you could see in the polls. I mean, he's he's in fourth place in the national polls as of to, as of today.
1: Well, I mean, have you been like on YouTube or I mean, everything you click on, yeah, there's a Bloomberg ad, and there's you know. The sad thing of it is, is you know, are we going to have a future where after Citizens United and after, you know, there's basically no cap on, uh, you know, finance uh, for elections, you'd have to be a billionaire to be president? Is that going to be America? Yeah, I know. I don't
0: like that either. I don't like Not that good. either. But you know what? One thing about Bloomberg is maybe he'll change the rule. Maybe he'll, you know, he, Bloomberg. I don't know. I, I lived in New York. I thought he was a good mayor. I did. Yeah. I, 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 look, I I, I oppose stop and frisk. I think that's well, horrible. That's, that's the thing. I, horrible. The I think it's a horrible thing. I think it's, you know, it, it yeah. clearly was being done to people of color more than, than whites, clearly. But, every you know, if that's the only thing you're judging on him, then he's not going to be your guy. But if you look at his record in New York City, he really did bring that city back after 9-11 in a, in a major way. And, and, you know, hired the best and brightest from across the political spectrum to do it. So, do I think he'd be a good president? Do I th- if he manages the presidency the way he managed New York City? And there's probably no other job in America that is as like being president as being mayor of New York City. Then you know he might be the right guy. Is that an endorsement? No, it's Did not an endorsement. I don't endorse. I don't endorse anybody. Like I said, whoever. Here's my endorsement. If you win the nomination, you're good by me. I I want you to fight uh, okay. hard. Yeah. I feel like
1: that too. Although bernie's gonna take a little bit i mean here's the thing
0: you and i that's will I be hard. knocking on doors in maine for bernie well, really, sanders if he is question. if he is the nominee
1: well and that's the question will i work as hard at you know give as much money do as much as i would have done if it were biden or hillary as i did in 16 you know i hope so but I, his followers are are repugnant i mean i have to say some of them on Twitter, yeah. these people are not
0: they're That's vicious. Different. If you if they're vicious, if you're not with them, you are against them, and right. uh, and you know, like, and and their, they really feel post? like he's the only. I, I hate the purity test stuff. He's oh, the only awful. one. He's the only. One. No, awful. there are a lot awful. of people. Most of these people, all their ideas are the same. They they differ like maybe ten percent of the time, and and you know, for these people to say, oh, if you're not with Bernie, you're 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 not for you know.
1: Oh, I've had people you know tweet me. Why don't you just admit you hate poor people? Yeah. Where does that come from? Yeah. You know, because I said something good about about Joe Biden. And, you know, he, his vote on guns, you know, the Brady bill, I mean, he has just as many problems but they don't really talk about those problems you know and we that just doesn't even get mentioned but you're right i mean i don't like spending any energy attacking a democrat right he wouldn't do it you know he went off after biden like pretending that he had some social security you know animosity which is crazy
0: now especially given what the president's saying i mean well,
1: that's the thing (laughs) so you know our aoc we have
0: to whatever happens we have to unite all right look i'm running out of time do you want to do another could you do another segment Sure, I can do that. Stick around. I'm going to do another segment with Janet because I love Janet. And you're going to be, by the way, you're going to be the first guest in the network era to do three segments on the Chris Hahn radio program.
1: I'm surprised and honored. This
0: is, I'm, I'm, I'm warning the affiliates. I'm bringing a guest for a third segment. All right. Here's part three with Janet Johnson. Elections coming up. We started talking about it. We're talking about Bernie Sanders. We're talking about Biden. Um, you know, I feel like Buttigieg is is dropping here. I think the New York Times really did a number on him, even though it was only a short paragraph. I think it was right. it was a very concise critique of who he is, and and why they wouldn't support him. And I think a lot of people felt the same way about him uh, that he's really smart, really intelligent, got a lot to offer, but he's 36 and he's only been mayor of South Bend, Indiana. You know, it's it's uh, and
1: he has a problem with African Americans. I mean, he he does. You know his he hasn't had great you know. Policies. The police force in South Bend is apparently right. Has issues. You know, there's a thought that Bloomberg actually is taking the most you know votes from him, which is you know possible. But yeah, I you know it, that whole idea that a woman who's 37 years old and was mayor of a city of I don't know how many people are in South Bend hundred thousand
0: twenty thousand I mean, yeah
1: yeah right. I mean, the idea that that person could be president, you know, as his next job is a little crazy. Um, uh, you know, I think that the New York Times it was an interesting, obviously, that endorsement of Warren and. Uh, and I thought um, it was a cop out.
0: out. I, I thought they're it was so a cop ridiculous. out. It was a. It was first,
1: a complete... They're not even similar, by the way. Like it's not it's just weird. It's not <laughs> well, they were
0: like but... saying, you know, if you're going to go for the disruptor, go for Warren because she's a more realistic disruptor. If you're going to go for the mainstream, go for Klobuchar because she's really from the Midwest, right?
1: Or to show that you're not, you know, after the Hillary that, the coverage of Hillary, right? I thought that
0: both of those endorsements helped Joe Biden, and I, I'm wondering. I'm waiting to see what happens in the polls this week. I mean, we you know, we saw the the Bernie bump, but I don't think that really takes into consideration the New York Times endorsement. We'll see, like end of the week polls. And here's well, my-
1: the thing with the New York Times. I mean, first of all, the Bernie clip that they posted was repulsive. You know his. Uh, you know, mocking people who say happy birthday to people. Was, right. I thought, really, I mean, he is without charm, you know, yeah. completely. And then the Biden thing... He's becoming well,
0: Larry David, David, I think. Yes. Larry, Larry David, David became him. Charming. I think they're merging into one. He's,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> <they're merging. laughs> then, Larry, but I...
0: And I should say Larry David's character on Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah, right, which is Larry not David's really Larry David.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Right, but... And then they didn't endorse Biden, but the clip of him in the elevator which got so much attention i don't know if you ended up seeing it the woman at the new york times who is like runs the elevator the security woman you know he's in the in the elevator and this african-american woman says i have to say you're my favorite i i love you i can't believe i'm here with you (sighs) and he was so charming with her and she's like in tears over like here i am with joe biden yeah says do you have a camera which by the way is is adorable because obviously yeah. no one has a camera. Well, that's another phone. thing
0: you need to relax. <laughs> I like have you ever have you ever met Joe Biden?
1: I met him. Actually, he came and campaigned in. I guess when was the gubernatorial election? Was that last like, two years ago? So that yeah, was last year. Um, and he campaigned for Gillum and and for actually, I guess really for Nelson. Yeah. You know. And I met him there, and I was, I have to say, underwhelmed. I mean, his his speech was underwhelmed.
0: I met him um, years ago. I mean, when I worked for Senator Schumer. Yeah. And he was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Yeah. And he came to Long Island to to dedicate a courthouse, the Alphonse D'Amato Courthouse. Oh, or my not. gosh. Yeah. And uh, Clinton had the line of the day there. It was it was dude, This was a, a, a murderer's row of politicians. It was Chuck Schumer, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Alphonse D'Amato, and Daniel Patrick Moynihan. He oh. was still in the Senate at the time. Hillary Clinton was first lady of the United States still. Yeah. And and she came to the dedication of the Alphonse D'Amato Courthouse. And her line was, if I was to say to you four years ago, Hillary Clinton— Alphonse D'Amato courthouse I don't think this is what you would have in mind <laughs> that's it was, was so great. I awesome awesome. Yeah, awesome and and Joe Biden was the keynote speaker because I guess him and Al D'Amato went to law school together go figure <laughs> they, Syracuse? Just, yeah that, they went yeah. to Syracuse law together and so did their kids so, wow. so, um, and they were good friends. And Joe Biden gave this speech, just knocked everybody's socks off. And he was just like oh, really? this oozing charisma guy. And that's my memory of Joe Biden. I, I don't know that it translates on TV as well as it does in person. And unfortunately, when you're running for president, you got to translate on TV. I think his ads have been good, though.
1: His ads are great. I saw him, like I said, he's at this thing for Gillum. Um, it was a little rambling. I mean, I, you know, he's lost a step. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, he has. Right. But even him, like a few steps behind where he was, is a mile right. ahead of where Donald Trump is. Right. And and I think quite a bit ahead of where most of the candidates are. I mean, I think most of the you know, it's an underwhelming field, to be honest. I mean, yeah. there isn't a Hillary Clinton. There isn't. Um,
0: There's no star yet. But that is that's going to change. Think I think there will be a star. The star will emerge. From this group, I think so. I think one of these people are going to come out and be a star. I don't know, and, it if,
1: will, and you think it won't be Bernie or Joe?
0: I think it might not be either one of them, frankly. This is to my I, I would like to see, I would like to see, look, I would like to see it over early, but then part of me wants to see a convention where we're fighting. And oh, I look, why? I, well, yeah, the, I,
1: I still have flashbacks to 16 where it was over, like, there was you know, no he, chance of Bernie well, being a candidate. He, and there was still all of this TPP chanting and yeah. everyone had to tiptoe around the unicorns that were supporting yeah. Bernie. I don't want to go through that again. I thought that was awful. Well,
0: and- it also gives the president less time to attack and demonize whoever we whoever we have. It makes him want to dump his VP to create a little chaos in his party so that they have a convention people want to watch. I don't know. And, I- and
1: he has to figure out whose emails he has to have. Right. And now now, now he's, he's losing
0: four months of, like, Attack ads, yeah, right. you know, and really, he's got nothing else to do. He he can't, they can't win an honest campaign because the president is not an honest person, and America is fed up and tired. Oh,
1: they him. won't run one, yeah, and they right. won't run one. So if you, you know, take I, some
0: time off the clock, I, I don't, I don't have any problem with that.
1: Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I mean, I have clients, um you know, I'm a criminal defense lawyer, so I, I sort of see a interesting cross section of the population and sometimes i talk i'm in florida and i'll talk to clients about politics and almost every younger or youngish person i talk to is it does not isn't that engaged but does not like trump
2: right but they
1: all you know a lot of them will say that their dads like trump i mean there's i hear that a lot I'm like what is what do they like about him like well they just they watch him on tv and they cheer along with him they don't care that he hasn't done anything they actually are being hurt by what he's doing right they still don't care. They don't care. I mean, you know, fortunately, those are 65 they They've got that aggrieved.
0: They've got that aggrieved white man thing going yeah. on. Which, when you're sixty-five, you're already you're done. What are you aggrieved about? You worried that now you have to compete on a level playing field, but you're done competing. You don't well, you compete be anymore.
1: you social security, which he just right. said he was going to take He's away. He's going to take
0: away your social security. You should be more worried about that
1: <laughs> and your Medicare. Right,
0: right. It's crazy. All right, Janet, I'm running out of time. I mean, oh, this is what happens. again. Yeah, this is it. Oh, it's the end of me. The end of the show. <laughs> We're getting close to the end of the show. I got one more segment, and I gotta I gotta talk to the people about some other things uh, but uh, Janet where can they find you what do you want them to know
1: well I'm on HLN Saturday and CNN Sunday doing a uh, look ahead at the Weinstein trial Ooh. Which is so, I know Ooh. we could talk about that for a while
0: I know if, 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 if politics wasn't so exciting we'd be talking about that
1: uh, well you know I, there's always time for, for that kind of stuff well and, Janet yeah. you
0: know I love you America loves you Janet Johnson at JJohnsonLaw on Twitter alright I'm back Yeah, I did three segments with Janet Johnson on my radio show last week because, you know, sometimes when you take out a pint of ice cream, you eat the whole pint. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I was in one of those moods where I wanted to talk to somebody who I really love talking politics with. I've never actually met Janet Johnson. We've never been in the same room. We actually connected because we were on Newsmax TV together years ago I know I know you probably have to wash yourself even here after hearing that but uh, we were supposed to I guess they thought that one of us was a conservative they couldn't it couldn't have been me because I'd already been you know this liberal in the conservative world for years by then they must have thought that she because she was a lawyer in Florida <laughs> that she was conservative and that's how we met We we met we did that show and we connected via Twitter, and she's been doing my radio show since it began six years ago. So, uh, she's a great guest. Uh, she's you know true blue, and I I mean what I said to her. Uh, if Susan Collins doesn't do the right thing, I gotta go up to Maine and start knocking on doors because that's just that's just wrong I mean at this point I th- I think you know given what we've seen even since the, I recorded that with Janet last week I mean it, how could she not I mean Monday she was suggesting that it's going to be hard for her not to vote for Bolton so but you know what she we didn't think she was going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh either and she let us down uh, I just want senators to act like senators I want them to act like senators and as I was saying before I brought Janet in I want them to act like senators and not House of Representatives members with six year terms. And it it saddens me to see this body that I used to work in become what it is. It's 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 a clown show and you know Mitch McConnell is the the head clown. He is the head clown who has nationalized everything, who has centralized the fundraising and campaign apparatus of the Republican Party. To where people feel they've got a to cow tow to him, and I ask them for what? Especially those of you who have just gotten reelected, for what? For six more years after the six years you're serving right now, for what? Do your job, protect the republic. You're supposed to be a deliberative body that makes decisions based on what's in the best interest of the United States for the future. For the long term, not for what's right in front of you right this minute. And if you are unable or unwilling to do that, then you shouldn't be there. And quite frankly, if we are going to continue in this cycle where consistent majorities will vote against the best long term interests of this country for political expedience, then the Senate shouldn't even exist anymore. We need to have a more democratic system of government in this country. And the Senate, you know, half of these people, more than half of these people, represent more territory than people. You you know, you got people like Senator Schumer and Kamala Harris, you know, Kirsten Gillibrand, they represent 15 to 20 million people. Kamala Harris represents 54 million people. Lisa Murkowski represents less than a million people. How is that democratic? And you know what? The founders were smart when they created it. They want it to be above the politics of the day, and it no longer is, and that's the problem, and that's a solution that we need to figure out how to, look, it would take an amendment to the Constitution, a constitutional convention. I know it's a pipe dream, but we're on a podcast, and I'm not one of those low-talking podcasts. Here I am. I'm a guy who's going to give you his passion, and I hope you take it to the bank, and I hope it gives you something to think about. That's the whole point here, right? Let's give people something to think about. Let's give our conservative friends something to think about so that they're not just blindly following this president. Do it every day. We don't have to change every mind. One to 5% and it's game over. Oh, baby. It's going to be a fun week, America. Buckle up. Now it's time for me to remind you, as always, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everyone everything America even me seek the truth I know it's out there and I know you'll find it if you look for it and I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it I'm Chris Hahn thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast